we have Lucy Rosaska on the bunker today. Lucy is a art therapist, English teacher, yoga teacher, um, a mixed bag, and that's kind of how her life has always been. She has hitched a ride through her life in some way um, and just gone wherever it takes her. Born in the Czech Republic during communism, not a lot of options. Um, the first thing she did when she could was to go away, took a bus to England. Was going to be away for a year, stayed away for 17 years with a lot of adventures. Was a go-go dancer in some of the biggest nightclubs around Europe. Um, she uh, lived in a lesbian relationship for eight years, then went back to being uh, with men. And uh, has a very tricky and challenging um, relationship with her twin sister and her mother. Um, yeah, she has a, a lot of <laughs> different things. Um, she had medical issues um, that, that had a major impact on her life when she is around 25. And then after staying away for 17 years, then she gets back to um, the Czech Republic, to Prague, and tells us a little bit about how it was to come back to the place that she left so young. I mean, obviously, the Czech Republic in those 17 years that she was away probably went through the biggest changes that the country ever will go through um, due to the fall of communism. It was a nice talk. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy. A um, little bit about the sponsors. That's Alfred Jobs, um, alfred.cz, available in Czech, English and Slovak. Also in the App Store, Alfred Jobs. And uh, with both the app and the web, you can set up a a profile and uh, a job watch that enables you to monitor the, the jobs that you're interested in so you don't have to browse through thousands of not relevant, I don't know how to say irrelevant, not relevant, as oh, fuck, not relevant jobs. Um, you just get what you actually are interested in and then you can apply with one click. Um, super convenient so you don't have to be filling in those boring forms all the time. Uh, and Alfred is in Iceland also, for those listening there. Obviously, I think most of you know, because uh, Alfred has, has been there in the market for seven or eight years, and everybody knows who Alfred is. But um, I'm still talking to people who haven't tried it and are, are, are surprised when they find out how cool it is and how convenient it is to use. And then it's the Oat Bar. Um, amazing place. Has the highest rating of all restaurants in Prague on all the delivery services, Vault, Bolt, um, and... Um, and that's uh, for a reason. The food is great, the ingredients are clean, the service is amazing, and the atmosphere is nice. And I can promise you that oatmeals and skiers, like the ones that they serve at the oat bar, you have never tried in your life. They also make some um, handmade uh, goodies, uh, salty peanut butter bar, which is a healthy Snickers. Great coffee, good juices, and yeah, it's it's a... Um, there, there is a reason why people love the oat bar. Uh, you just have to try it out for yourself to see. Enjoy the show. Welcome, Lucy Rosetska, to my bunker. How are you today? Thank you, thank you. I'm very well, thank yeah. you. Happy to be in the bunker. Oh, I've always wanted to come on your bunker. Yeah, but you didn't come on time. Okay, yes. You've never been I anywhere never, on... I, I don't think you've ever been anywhere on... I never come on time. On, no, <laughs> don't think you've ever been on time here. Um, it's my specialty, never come on time. Yeah, but, but what? so... 
we are here today to talk about kind of your your life journey because uh, it's for me it's interesting we know each other um for a few years and um we have mutual friends and we apparently matched on Tinder and I refused you. That's what yes. you claim. <laughs> refused by <laughs> the, what was your, did you have a fake name? No. No, you were Almar, yes. I would never Almar. fake anything. I would never fake anything. Um, like, but okay. But <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so it's interesting you come from a, you know, a background during communism, you run away from this, you have a twin sister and a special relationship to, to the women in your family, and then you had a relationship with a woman, living with a woman for eight years abroad, um, mm -hmm. you had some medical issues, and, uh, mm -hmm. and yeah, there's a lot of different things, but what are you, I mean, if, if, what are you doing today, I mean, who is Lucy now? Uh, right now, at this moment, uh, I am uh, an English teacher, I'm a yogi, I'm an art therapist. Uh, I, I found a new, new, new professional path uh, with, with social work, mm. with uh, mentally disabled people. And uh, I hope there's many more things to come. Mm. This is just now, this moment, so... Yeah. And... Uh, Let's see. Uh, if there is one thing that you could mention that you don't like about yourself, what would that be? My voice. Great. <laughs> and my squeaky nose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we actually <laughs> we, we, we recorded a few minutes before and, and, and we had to delete it because uh, <laughs> there were some nose sounds coming and on. I hate it because it's, it, I can't hear it. And there are uh, only a few people uh, talking about my family. So... Uh, for example, my family have the courage to tell me, your nose is making the strange noise again. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> so, obviously, so. Yeah. There you go. Your, your, your nose isn't very podcast friendly. Yeah. That's, um. that's when I know that the relationship has gone to the new level. It's like, okay, you can tell me by... <laughs> He's not too scared to tell me my, my nose is making strange noses. noises. <laughs> okay. Let's get professional. Yeah, very professional. Um, so, Lucy, where where did it all start? Where 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 were you born and when, roughly? So I come from Brno. Mm. Uh, from That's the second biggest city of Czech Republic, right? Yeah, very important to point out. Yes, the second mm. biggest mm. and the proud, uh, pr um, the proud Brno originated. Yeah, <laughs> uh, from Panelag. Uh, Panelag is a communist constructed. Massive yes. building that hosted all the people from all floors of life, right? Yes, yes. It's a very special Czech thing, uh, but very different. For example, you you could compare it, and it's officially translated as uh, the council estate, uh, mm. which in the UK, council estate is somewhere where you put all the low class together. And uh, Czech Panelak is a mix of all the classes together, it's the communist idea for for all all classes to live happily together mm. Mm. in one panelak. So this is this was my surroundings as I was growing up. In the U.S., they would call it the projects or something like this. If you see like a <laughs> gang movie, then yeah, I'm from the projects. Uh, but the panelaks, just for for those who are not familiar with this, those those are. Yeah, typically very tall buildings with a lot of small mm -hmm, apartments, mm -hmm, some mm -hmm. of them very strange layouts. You know, you might have to go through the kitchen to get to the bathroom or through the bathroom to yes. get to the bedroom or whatever. 
and it's not like a cool walk-in closet or something. It, it's it's a strange a thin walls. And the bathroom is built out uh, out of cardboard. Yeah, so yeah. Cardboard so you moves. hear everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, parents. Uh, my parents uh, had met um, um, on on a skiing holiday weekend. Uh, my father, architect. Uh, my mom, a nurse, uh, daughter of a very pedantic doctor, mm. coming from a doctor family, and uh, they must have had a pretty amazing weekend together because uh, on following up a few letters, probably a few meetings, they decided to marry each other. And uh, yeah, and that's that had me and my sisters and uh, stayed twenty years married uh, in a in a loveless uh, marriage. So mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the 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 pattern that that or the the what, what people used to do in the in the seventies eighties mm. uh, build a marriage on on uh, not knowing each other properly. Uh, but this is how it was in my family. Mm. But I think it's very much a, a product of the, of the times. I mean, a lot. I've met very few people here in this country that are, that have parents that have stayed married the whole time. It seems to be that the, the you know people are supposed to follow a certain path, right? Yes, yes. Uh, it's obviously they 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 didn't do the that wasn't the right thinking then. But I suppose there was no internet, there was no, you know, there were no dating apps. It was still the mentality of, of, uh, you know, he's really good one. Don't let, don't let him slip your fingers, mm. or, or it could be some. And uh, um, on paper, they'd be perfect together because this is the, the, the you know, the, the, the doctor's, uh, doctor's daughter and uh, architect, yeah. that aspiring architect, because he was very young then. He's four years younger than my mother. So she probably before even getting to know him, she already had massive expectations from him because that's what it said on the paper. In true mm. life, my father is a is a, a you know Forrest Trump. He loves his camping. He loves Forrest his Trump. <laughs> not, not Forrest, Forrest Trump. Trump. Is he Forrest, Forrest Trump? No, he's. <laughs> These not, are not, not the same not, people. Not, not even Trump. He's a Trump that goes to the forest. I'm trying to say. Mm. He loves his camping and and you know sleeping under the skies and drinking beers with his mates and he's very adventurous and uh, all of my childhood adventure comes from from my father he he always loves action mm. and he's definitely not the you know clean uh, clean ass kind of smart uh, architect that she probably thought she bought ex- a f- she bought a fake product Yes, it's probably ordered him on Wish or something. Yeah. So this is not what I ordered. <laughs> and uh, and and you had a twin sister, or you have a twin sister to be exact. And is she I, younger I, or older than you? I have a twin sister, and mm. I'm five minutes younger, so uh-huh. she's my big twin. Can and you say that, big twin? Yeah, probably big twin sister. Because big sister means older sister. Mm. So and you had an older one also, another also, one, right? Yes, I also have two year two years older sister mm. who's currently married in Brazil, mm. but we're we're expecting and hoping she's going to move her entire family to Prague next year. Mm. So fingers crossed for that one. So that way, in that way, we're going to be our family will be kind of re- reunited. But your After parents have, are divorced. But yes, my I'm parents are divorced, and um, 
Yeah, that's 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 also interesting because um, uh, my my mom, I the, growing up, uh, my typically uh, this is a typical example of parents that say, okay, let's stay together for the sake of children. Uh, my mom constantly being unhappy with with you know not her expectations uh, of love or anything not being met by my father. My father just kind of resigning on this and finding his fun outside and anywhere else and and uh, having uh, many lovers and uh, you know mom in the victim mode all the time. So mm. it's just a very loveless. Uh, Loveless. Household, yeah, you can, and but but it's not being called that because this is a family that stays together for the sake of the children, mm. and uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's crazy to look at it now how much uh, generally this affects children when they're growing up, how much it it affects the the way how or how it's it affected me the way how, how the relationship you the relationship you saw at home. Yes, because how? I, I mean, what was it that you noticed, or I, I, or, or, I've sorry, never, Lucy, I, did you even understand it back then, or are you understanding it now? Uh, I didn't. Um, I I couldn't compare it with anything else because mm. there there was nothing, you know, nothing to influence us because the, that, that there was no no you know no nothing on TV. There was no Netflix, and I never saw my father kiss my mum. Not even once with or embrace with the kind of like mm. you know this is what love looks like or this is what love means. Mm. So we were we were loved. We 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 all got love from each side of our parents, but I never saw interaction between, between them. them. So mm. I wonder if if even now, so many years later, I th- there's some kind of like a dysfunction uh, in me. Because I do, I don't actually know what it's supposed to how how is this working mm. I don't know mm. because we don't realize and um, how much our childhood affects us mm. every single one of us that's the most important time how we're being formed mm. how we're gonna start on our journey and uh, how it's gonna go mm. but you you, you like uh, yeah. Um, like your sister, for example, uh, your twin sister, did you feel that she was older? I mean, how? Because I, I you know, twins is not that, like something you see okay, on every uh, corner. So how does was, that work? Okay, so she was always my uh, my buddy, mm. but uh, because there 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 was three of us, uh, my two sisters were always the troublemakers, and I was the I was the good one. And I also tried to always try to make everything good for everyone. Mm, mm. So I was the I was the peacemaker, the in betweener, uh, either for my mom and my father, trying to go in between them and fix things, or to fix things in between my sisters, mm. and uh, also trying to be the because I had the I was the good one. So so it was always. Like I wanted to keep my title, or that was I don't know. And I think this is one thing that uh, that uh, engraved such a deep pattern in my in my behavior. And only recently, um, um, after starting yoga, starting to read Eckhart Tolle, uh, Alan Watts, and and some influential people, 
I'm starting to find out that this is one of the patterns that I'm really trying to to get rid of, mm. to to be the people pleaser, mm. because uh, yeah, I I think this is somehow without realizing, pleasing people is not is not uh, is actually not that attractive mm. <laughs> for others. Mm. The the first thing is okay. I need to do, I need to do the good thing to make everyone happy. But uh, that's actually completely incorrect, mm. incorrect view. Mm. What I'm thinking now, I don't know that this is. But how, like, what, what, like an accent? I mean, when you say that you were the in-betweener and like, like a mediator in a way, mm-hmm, in, in, mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. that like, and what, what was it that you were trying to fix between your your mom and dad? Were you trying to get your dad to love your mom well, more? Or, or, well, or? obviously there was there, there was always uh, you know like I loved my mom, I love my mom, and I love my dad mm. even now, uh, and I they wouldn't communicate together. Mm. So going to one and see see that person's point of view, and then going to the other one and see her point of view, and then then okay, so if I explain. <laughs> From from this side to this side, then maybe it's gonna you know maybe it's gonna be better. I just wanted to make them feel better, mm. and uh, and obviously that's not a good thing to do because from nowadays psychology view that's just uh, uh, that's just um, uh, encouraging my mom in her victim role, victim mm. mode mm. when when she's like, okay, so maybe if I if I uh, I can see that I'm engaging my, my daughter going to, to my father or doing something for me. So maybe I'll do a bit more of that. Not not consciously, but unconsciously mm. I think that's encouraging her. And uh, yeah, from my dad's side, I don't know <laughs> how his psychology worked then. So. <laughs> but how how I mean it's it's also an unfair thing to put on a child. I mean or or I mean you're doing this as a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. And your sisters, they didn't go into this role. I think they the each one of us had a different way how to deal with this. One mm. was very like uh, my my older sister was was um uh, the the strongest one uh, in the way that she would always, you know, sh- she'd be Always the fa- the first one to to I don't know like give you a good slap if she didn't like something. Mm. But uh, only when when we were much older, I found out that she was actually really fragile and under this this like a really mm. heavy front. So that was her way how to deal with with whatever she was going through. Mm. And uh, yeah, and uh, my uh, yeah, my my twin sister, she would just be the the naughty twin. So she would just. She she fought with my older sister a lot, and and they would always uh, they they would always be the ones sneaking out to the party, and uh, and I was like, oh, I can't go, <laughs> this is not allowed. <laughs> so so you were the good girl at home, yes, trying yes. to make everybody else happy. Yes, yes. And uh, and so in in some way, like. Yeah, it's and it, it wasn't it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't like okay, I want to make everyone happy, but this is just how I felt at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. That was my yeah. I just followed my my what I wanted. So so yeah, it's interesting to see how how it actually is connected with the way how people are being mm-hmm. as adults. But how I'm curious, how is it to have a twin? Like, do you feel some connection that is Different than to your older sister, for example. Uh, I always had an answer to this saying, I can't compare because I've never tried it not to Without, have a twin. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
but uh, no, but uh, if you compare it to the relationship to your older sister, for example, uh, I, uh, I I was definitely closer as a child because we shared a room together, mm. and uh, we would fall asleep holding hands, and uh, that was really nice, and and like I I just had someone to to co- to share everything there all the time. That that's a massive plus, and. Uh, uh, Probably the minus is, is that uh, it's difficult to find your own identity when 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 you are part of a of a couple mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, but I'd say there's definitely more pluses than minuses. We always the like the cool ones at school because the the you know we were the two of you two of us and good looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was always. It. And my mom was uh, was uh, amazing and she still is amazing seamstress. Mm. So she'd always have perfect outfits for us matching. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was like communist times. So when you had the uh, cool outfit from German Burda magazine, that was just top of the pops then. Yeah. <laughs> so but uh, but do you think that your, your twin sister, did she struggle as much as you to find an identity? Or did you feel somehow that you were in the shadow of her or... or, or I, I felt that I was in the shadow of my sister in the way that she was always the one, uh, you know... Uh, playing up uh, at school uh, with the boys running around and like she she'd have the, the 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 friends around her because she was like the the naughty one but uh, uh she could have felt it's possible that she felt the same i just didn't know because then she could feel like okay she's the one with better marks and and she's the good girl and uh, mm. you know what is what do we know what is better mm. so there's always someone to to you know, feel in the shade of if if we choose to. So mm. yeah, and um, but this bond, like this, uh, because yeah, you said you haven't tried without a twin. But I mean, is it is is there any like this supernatural one? You you know what I mean? Like where you I know that you feel if her can, pain or something. Feel, you know, if I can feel what she feels, yeah. I definitely. Uh, I, well, my sister's pregnant at the moment. I definitely felt pregnant all day today because. <laughs> uh-huh. of my bloated bellies <laughs> no that it's it's um uh we we uh sometimes we we share the same thought but it's mm. the, I've, I've experienced this with many other people and i think it's just because people's minds react to the same circumstances that are surrounding mm. us so I, I would i don't think that's a twin thing mm. uh i i don't there's nothing there's a, there's an extreme love and uh, um, but nothing super supernatural. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or at least not in my case. If there are twins listening to me and they they're going like, "What she's talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> not um, in our case. So you 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 know you did good at school, um, loveless between your parents, but loved by them individually. Mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and then yeah, you you're having this kind of mediator role in the family and and. Uh, it was it was quite hard uh, to to constantly hear the critique of my father from my from my mother's mouth because because obviously she's she was hurting and her way to 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 deal with this was uh, uh she was just constantly closed at home no friends uh having the uh the, the children as her as her yeah, world yeah. and uh, and basically choosing the role uh, okay, I'm abandoned here. Okay, I'm a victim, and and, and putting home. and putting the responsibility for our own happiness yes. on onto you. So and 
I think the more she was trying to 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 do this, the more I was uh, inclined to 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 go with, to to go and and do something with my father because my father was the active one and he was always outside mm. obviously yeah, yeah. because he was chasing all the girls outside. <laughs> yeah, but but, it, but it's on the I mean yeah, but it's just like we said earlier, it's an unfair responsibility to place on a child because you know I mean, a child should mm. never be made feel responsible for a parent's happiness. I mean that's ridiculous if you think about it because we are not in any way <laughs> emotionally developed enough to 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 even. Because we, even in the end, mm-hmm, we think mm-hmm. there is something wrong with us that 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 we. Are but not even today, so many parents do this do this uh, error unconsciously because uh, you know what would you what what would you say is the correct thing? And if you if if two people even love each other, yeah, I would other, say I oh, know. Sort out your fucking shit. Don't put it on your kids. No, but like, would you would you tell uh, stay together? Even if you don't love each other, no, of course not. Or or go and separate straight yeah, away of now. Course, separate, yeah, that's what yeah. I, I've been promoting. Obviously. And I mean, and we see that here. Like I said, I mean, obviously in this country they have been trying to follow a formula, and unfortunately are tr- still trying to follow a formula that that isn't very successful because you know people are under huge pressure here from their parents, grandparents to get married, have kids, and all that. Exactly. Shit. Yes. And then no one is happy in the end. Yeah, you need to follow some kind of standard. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a social yeah, standard yeah. that is being set. Anyway, so this is the situation. You turn 17, mm-hmm. communist ends, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you see freedom. Yeah, well, it, was little bit, it wasn't like quite straightforward like that. I think my first sign of freedom was when I, uh, uh, when I finished my eighth grade with, with my twin sisters. So the big uh, twin team finished when I uh, went to a different high school, to a different town. Uh, to study pe- uh, to be a teacher and uh, this is first time when our, our our journey separated and i became you from your sister yes uh-huh. and and from my family because this was a kind of school where you had to travel for one hour so i had an option of accommodation mm. in the actual town even mm. when i was it sounds crazy now because uh, girls that are 14 are allowed to live in a different town in in kind of groups or in the like a Mm. Doesn't matter, but for me it was like, my God, away from family and away from from this twin team, and um, uh, that was my first sense of freedom. And uh, yeah, I went, uh, I went crazy. It was like, okay, let's go to the pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my. You started first. drinking. Yeah, that was about. I was fifteen then, but but yeah, check. I think those days, check kids just drunk even when they were fifteen. Mm. That was my first. Yeah, that was my first. First kind of like rebel experiences. But then, then at 17, 18, yeah, you... Yeah. Then, then just before my graduation, I saw uh, an offer for on, on the pin board uh, to do nanny job abroad in England. Mm. And that in those days, that was just unimaginable adventure. It was like, oh my God, I can go to a completely different country and, and uh, I can make money there. It was like 40... Mm pounds a week and I'm, I was like oh, 40 pounds a week <laughs> unbelievable and uh, yeah I knew straight away when I saw that 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 if, if that's such an easy thing to do just apply to an agency and go that that was it I was sold and uh, yeah uh, straight away after my graduation I uh, got an agency they, they got me family we had the phone call <laughs> with the family mm. <laughs> and then uh, and uh, 
through a landline phone because there were no mobile phones then. Mm. <laughs> and I got on the bus because there were no uh, plane connections with London yet. <laughs> and a 24-hour journey. Uh, and I remember how it was such a like, massive, massive sense of adventure. Mm. And that, sen- that sense of adventure is still with me. It's um, a this kind of addiction to it every time I enter something new in my life and that just takes me back to that 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 first that feeling yeah and uh, because uh it was so slow not like a flash the, the bus was slow <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> and uh, it was so slow and uh, uh but it, you kind of enter this 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 different uh, complete world uh, mm. slowly which mm. is big difference because suddenly i could see these these houses and we went through brussels and i was like oh my god what is this you know it's mm. and because you hadn't traveled anywhere i guess yeah no, it, we, mm. like people couldn't it was i think two years after revolution yeah. and traveling wasn't that big yet with yeah, yeah. and yeah. prior you you didn't i mean yeah you yeah, yeah, really yeah go so yeah. but 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 the, the, when you when you t- do this when you do do this, mm-hmm. uh, you were just gonna be away for a year, right? Yeah, that was a that was a year because I uh, I wanted to go back to university after a year. That was that was just to try that everything I do in my life, uh, I I do it because I want to try it, and uh, yeah, usually ends up to be <laughs> longer, <laughs> much longer than one year. But always the first initial thing is. Uh, Yes, I really want to try this. And you stayed away seventeen years. And that never, yes, yeah, seventeen years. <laughs> but, Indeed, but sir. not on the bus though. There's but it, a, it wasn't that slow. <laughs> that, that's uh, there's uh, more to this funny bus story because uh, I kind of got off in Brighton. Uh, I still remember this this exact point where, where I got off uh, up to now, and. Uh, I had to find a phone box quickly because I need to. I needed to let my parents know that I'm alive. <laughs> this yeah. is how it was these days. And I was like, "Where do I find this phone box?" And then I didn't like. I couldn't work out how it works because it was all different. And uh, and then it, then uh, yeah, this kind of phone call is like, "Hello, mom, I'm here." <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that that's just like one of the strongest moments in my uh-huh. in my life. And were they were they happy that you left? I mean, were they were they Agreeing with I this. must say that that uh, that's a big kudos to both of my parents mm. that uh, through everything that I was in my life, uh, I always had support. Mm. Anything, a- anything really, I c- that I came up with, there was never any critique. Maybe tattoo was a bit yeah <laughs> out of line, but that, mm. yeah, anything that I did or or the partners. The gender of my partners, uh, there was never any complaint from, or not complaint, always just support from mm. my parents. Mm. Do you think you were running away at this time, or 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 it was just the, the seeking the adventure? You you hadn't really. When I look back at this, uh, that was definitely running away, but unconsciously, mm. I was so excited about you know like like doing my own thing, or maybe that's just naturally in my blood that that I like to 
I like to do my own thing. I really enjoy the process of it. And I really, with, uh, with um, any sort of journey, uh, every country I go to, I usually end up uh, living there for a while, working there, knowing the, the mentality of locals, uh, mm. find, finding friends that have really stay in for the rest of my life. It's not just like a typical backpacking, oh, okay, hello, how are you, goodbye, and never see the person again. I mm. really, really did this thoroughly, and I always enjoyed the, 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 the discovery, the, the escape. It's the, the, this is very, very, very um, pa- uh, passionate and engraved thing inside mm. me so th- th- this kind of first discovery of brighton was amazing it's such a different mentality brighton is one of the most um uh accepting and uh, cosmopolitan yeah, tolerant, and yeah. tolerant and artistic and mm. and just very very different city uh, especially uh czech republic yeah, uh, straight from after commu- communist exactly yeah. straight after the revolution I came to the family. They thought that uh, I probably haven't seen television in my life before, <laughs> and they kind of acted that way to me. It was funny. It's like, hello, this is this, this is, is a TV. This is the shower. <laughs> it's like, and and I was go- like completely from the other side, uh, going like, okay, they have a wooden toilet seat. <laughs> I don't think that would go well in the Czech Republic. So I was looking at them like like. You know what's wrong with these people? Yeah, and they, they were looking they were at you like yeah. an alien. But the, I think like the the fact that that now uh, uh, young people now uh, can't really have this se- the same kind of like really raw experience of mm-hmm. this. Uh, that that's a shame because that's really uh, that that was the fun part of it. Yeah. But uh, and you. <coughs> You stay? Did you stay long in Brighton? How, how was that? I stayed. Uh, uh, I'd say like part of me was in Brighton the entire 18 years because when mm. I moved to Spain, I would always go either for a year and then go back or I would stay there for a season. Mainly uh, all of my uh, out of Brighton destinations were mainly just for seasons. To work. To work, yes. Mm-hmm. To work, but go back to, back to the... It's almost like I had two communities of people. I had my Brighton community mm. and I had my Spanish community. And, and I'd, I'd always kind of like swap in between them, mm. uh, depending on work, coincidences, uh, relationships at that time also. And uh, yeah, that was... Uh, it's very... It, it's difficult for me to say how many years exactly I've lived in Spain yeah, yeah, yeah. and how many years I've lived in Brighton. But, but uh, a year and a half after Brighton uh, arrival, famous bus mm. arrival <laughs> to mm. Brighton, uh, I, uh, I, I tried Madrid first, mm-hmm. Spain. Uh, that to do to do what? Again, nanny uh-huh. work. In those days, uh, Czech Republic wasn't uh, part of European community, so mm. uh, so it was impossible to do any other job. And so you was, basically needed like a family to yeah. sponsor you into the and country. And that was that was always my 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 foot to the door was always mm. my my uh, my. And I thought it was amazing that any country I want to go to, I just apply for a nanny job, and then I'll see how where, where life, life takes me next. But uh Madrid was a fail because uh uh everyone spoke <coughs> excuse me only only Spanish and uh, I couldn't speak any Spanish so that was like a 3 months of hell of trying to 
mm. to kind of guess what people are trying to say to me, but it it taught me my Spanish mm. or the basics. The basics, yes. Mm. I was good for that. Yeah. Okay. Spanish try number two was Mallorca because mm. uh, I've I've met a girl in Brighton saying like. Oh, I've done a nanny in there. So is that possible in a such beautiful island to actually find a nanny job in there? Mm. And yes, it was possible. Uh, I had a really bad experience with the family. They were not very nice. But <laughs> I straight after arrival uh, in Mallorca, I've I've met a guy mm. that said, "Okay, here is a phone number. If if you ever in trouble, give me a call." Mm. I would never do a thing like this today. I don't know what I was thinking, but I did give him a call them then or them many years ago. Mm. And uh, he seemed to know all the go-go dancers in Magaluf, as you know, the world famous, the world famous Magaluf in Mallorca. Um, I've been there, 92. What do you think of Magaluf? Uh, it was uh, great when mm-hmm. I was uh, 18 or 19, <laughs> but uh, not sure I would like it today. Yeah, it's, it's basically the, 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 the Las Vegas of mm. Mallorca, mm. <laughs> full of British. It mm. uh, was great for me because I came from British cities, so it was a close community to me. And uh, I got a go-go dancing uh, <laughs> job in uh, Bananas Club. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> club called Bananas, which uh, might sound naughty, but it was a normal disco club for for a drunken British. Well, what is a go-go dancer? What, what does uh, a go-go dancer do? It's a, it was a big thing in the 90s. I don't think it's that big nowadays, but mm. uh, it's a, a girl on the uh, on the on in the club in the disco club uh, on the on the. Podium. Little, podium, little stage, and and uh, yeah, just just dancing and and pretending. She's have oh no, not pretending. We actually did have a good time, you know. Mm. Getting like, come on, everybody, let's dance. So like, yeah, kind of like cheerleaders in a yeah, way to yes, get people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you have nice outfits, and and uh, you know, you're looking glamorous. You get hustled by drunk people all the time, mm. and uh, for, you know, for for me as a uh, could have been, I don't know. The, 20 mm. uh for a 20 year old girl this is what uh what uh when pe- when someone tells you when you do what you love for living this is when <laughs> your mm. dream comes true and it's and i was like okay so my dream just came true because i love partying mm. and i'm partying for a job so mm. this is how i was thinking then and mm. uh, so and obviously at work like this you meet uh, lots of lots of uh, expats lots of people that live on the island and um, this is how i made uh, my first friends in there and i met uh, my my best friend zephy that uh, remains my best friend for 25 years later now mm. Uh, a gay guy, gay British guy that uh, sh- started sharing apartment with me in Mallorca, and basically he was the 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 main door opening to my uh, lesbian relationship. Then after, mm. which is not with him though. Uh, no, Obviously, <laughs> he wasn't the gay I was mm. looking for, <laughs> but because uh, he's amazing personality and and uh, he's very funny, his sense of humor, mm. he just eased everything out uh, to me. Because uh, even even after living one year living in Brighton, which is the gay capital of 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 England, I could see in there that it's okay to have a gay relationship. 
but uh, I would still not allow myself to even go there because because that that just wasn't that, that's something that I saw, and then I I I kind of agreed with, but I would never give you myself. You didn't picture yourself in it. Uh, I wouldn't uh, give myself green light. It's something that maybe I might like to do. I, I thought that, okay, I would like this, or I like this girl, or I like this girl, but I would never act on it. Uh, but, you know, if, if uh, life throws uh, a Zef in your life, <laughs> like my Zef was, he was just like, oh, yeah, just knock that one, why not, and this one, and this is okay, and everything was so natural and okay for him in a gay life. And, mm. and he presented to me in such natural way and, uh, you know, we started going to gay clubs and he was very encouraging. It's like, oh, if you like her, why don't you give her a kiss? And, and uh, then I kissed uh, my first girl. So, and I thought like, okay, so, you know, no, 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 you know, no, no, no roof fell on my head <laughs> mm. and not, no, you know, uh, what is the... The floor didn't the, open up below, yes. below you and swallow you. <laughs> the floor didn't swallow me, and and uh, it's actually it feels the same as kissing a guy. Mm. The emotion is the same, but it's kind of like uh, nicer, and this is what I feel at the moment. Mm. So, on my next return to the mm. gay uh, gay capital of England, Brighton, mm. I was fully blown gay prison. Woohoo! <laughs> so you so you returned from from Mallorca after this. Having this yes, I had one. Yeah, I had one season. I had one season in Magaluf. Mm. I had a nice summer in Mallorca. Made many friends, mm. and uh, moved back to Brighton, mm. and uh, with completely different mindset. Obviously, so it's it's funny to to come back to gay capital from a little Spanish island, mm. <laughs> and that that's where I gained my gay mindset. And then I went from one extreme to another. So I became the kind of uh, annoying lesbian, mm. annoying lesbian that um, uh, wears rainbow, uh, uh, you know, uh, accessories everywhere. And, and I had rainbow uh, everything. And uh, if there were rainbow islands, I'd probably be wearing them also because I wanted everyone to see that I'm gay. Mm. <laughs> and uh, if, some, if, if someone told me they were bisexual, I'd go like, how can you be bisexual? You're betraying the. You know, of course. The, the, yes. But, so. but but how how um, how come? Why do you think you went over to this to, to to like you're saying to be this as you call it annoying? Uh, because I was really excited about the fact that I I allowed myself to. Yeah, but to, why? To why is that? Was it some freedom that you you didn't feel that you had had before, or? or? Uh, I don't know. I just just I think I went full on full on into full guns blazing into into being proud and and mm. gay, and uh, and also I thought it's easier to to like. Make sure everyone knows that way. I can pull more more girls. So <laughs> strategic. <laughs> yes, because uh, by then I didn't. I didn't. I um, you know. I I looked quite feminine. Mm. That was before I cut my hair short. Yes, there was that period. period. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I just wanted to like really show, mm. really show. Yes, you can. Uh, you know, you can go there. You can approach me. You can approach me. But I'm I'm actually talking about this. I'm I've, I've I'm very curious about the, that that um, um, 
it's it, it it seems to me that uh, that gay people or or, or yeah and, I, and now we have multiple genders and all that these seem to be for me the only people that constantly need to keep their sexual orientation or uh, identity out there in the discussion and um and often uh, claim that other people are against them um and and then I'm often looking for who who is actually against those people. Mm-hmm, I'm often mm-hmm. trying to, I'm, I'm I'm genuinely looking. Okay, so now I want to just see mm-hmm. who is against someone, you know? Because you know, you say, oh, it's a gay friendly cafe. Okay, is there a gay unfriendly cafe? You know, is there is there a cafe where gays don't are not allowed in? I mean, so I'm. That's a good point. It's interesting to hear you say this that you kind of went full in. And on to the, I don't know, to call it a propaganda or, you know, or yes. whatever, you know, on a full display. I, I would, if there was a flag for heterosexual, I, I wouldn't be wearing that. Why what the fuck would I have to put that on my on my shirt, you know? I think that was... I don't have a shirt on my t-shirt. <laughs> on your t-shirt. I think uh, in my case it was more of a, like, a, you know, when you go through a fashion phase where... where yeah, you you're know, punk or you, something, yeah. Yeah, you really, really follow that fashion trend. So mm-hmm. it was more like, a, for me, that was not not my orientation, but the kind of like pointing out my orientation. It was kind of a statement trend, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely agree with you with this kind of uh, p- pointing out. If you, I don't know nowadays, but, uh, you know, them years ago, if you went to Brighton, mm. you'd see everything was in rainbow. Mm. So it's probably similar if you go to San Francisco, everything is in rainbow. So so uh, exactly your point is like, uh, okay, this is a gay town. So obviously everything will be gay friendly. So, you know, why yeah, the rainbows and, everywhere? Yeah, and I, I, I just think that like, for me, I don't really care what people, what where they get their kicks, whether... Or whether they fall in love with men, women, dogs, or animal, elephants. I, I don't. I just don't care. So I never understood why this. I can understand it maybe in some countries where 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 gays have less rights and mm-hmm. and they are you know in in danger or whatever you know mm-hmm. for whether it's religious or, or stupidity like in Russia. But in over overall in like most of Western and Northern Europe, I just don't. I, I, I don't get why we're making such a big deal out of sexuality, you know? I'm not sure what the older generation went through, though, because I think I've seen a, a documentary on this, and there, 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 there was older generation that was quite hurt by this kind of like, okay, let's remove all this pride away, mm. because they say, well, you young ones, you, you don't know what we had to fight for. And because Which is I a good point. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good point. But I mean, we we also had people fighting for us 85 years ago in the Second World War, but we don't go out and wear military hats, you know, <laughs> to honor them. We don't, you know, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it was a little bit of a sidestep. I'm, okay, I was just okay. curious when they said this. Let's but, go um, back on the road. Yeah. Uh, but um, so you come back to Brighton, um, more experienced, knowing more what you wanted to go in. You go full yes. in and yes. you and meet someone. And uh, yes, uh, there I met uh, my my uh, probably longest relationship in my life, which was Marta. Mm. I started my first uh, proper serious relationship with a woman, mm. and uh, yeah, I think the most stable uh, relationship-wise, the most stable person in my life. We're still in a very 
good connection uh, up today. We call each other every Sunday and uh, it's a woman that really beautifully influenced uh, who I am at the moment and uh, influenced my life and uh, there was loads of love. I think that's, that's the first time when I actually um, recognized, okay, this is what, what is love because mm. that's, the fir- that's the first time that... that, that um, uh, that I could that I could see. Okay, this is how it works. This is we go back to again to this kind of uh, uh, parents mm. not not demonstrating uh, love role between, models, yeah, love between men and a mm. woman. So uh, for that, I I will be thankful to her for the rest of my life. The, the pure feeling of 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 love in the relationship mm. that was amazing. But how like I was thinking when 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 you told me these things and and like yeah we i know i know you quite well so i know a little bit your family mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i mean i met your father your sister and and your mom um you saw the rainbow photographs yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. but um, was it in some way i'm i'm just curious because you know you say that you were the in betweener and kind of you know um i th- i have a feeling that your mom and your sister are very strong mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. uh for right or wrong but they're strong mm-hmm. And I think your father was maybe a little bit more absent. What is it, was does that somehow? Do you think that that somehow influenced you that you could easily more easily be attracted to a woman? That that, that you know what I mean. Mm, as 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 the as Marta being kind of well, they being them being a role model for that was completely different relationship. I think. Mm. Uh, I I I think I'm always the most compared to my father. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know if if this this kind of like withdrawal of of my father against the power of my of my sister and my mother mm. is is kind of the same same reflex in me mm. that I'm kind of like trying to withdraw uh, from them uh, a little bit and as as uh, my mom was always trying to have a control of my father uh, unsuccessfully uh, that's that's how. I I feel that the females in my my family are trying to have control over me, but I don't think I don't think uh, that was that that was mm. um, uh, that was why I I felt attracted to women. I kind of even uh, even looking back when I was a child, mm. uh, I always thought the princesses in the stories were quite hot mm-hmm. and. Uh, Obviously, when you're child, you don't think hot, but it's like, yeah. oh yeah, she's beautiful, you mm. know, and and uh, and of course he's. And gonna the princes were frogs, <laughs> so <laughs> not like they had a chance. So so, but I think in sexuality we, we are evolving, in a, uh, it's such evolution, the same as pers- uh, evolution of personality. Mm. Uh, when I was uh, the, the the proud gay wearing the the flags, I thought this is the point where I'm gonna be. At, uh, for the rest of my life mm-hmm. and uh, that's actually like why do gay people say that why do they say I'm 100% gay how can you say I'm 100% gay because this is like saying I'm going to be exactly the same person as I'm at this at this moment mm. uh, for the rest of my life for the rest of my life that's mm. completely crazy uh, statement because mm. the, the, the my personality uh, is is evolving every day and the same people's sexuality should be evolving uh, through what they do and what affects them and uh, by people they meet and uh, 
it's all a beautiful mixture that that creates uh, us as we are and that mm. that makes our journey so i think uh, na- from from my view now this is how i look at sexuality also mm. it 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 grows with me as i grow as a person even um, even uh, uh, as as uh, um, emotion or love as emotion grows with me that also affects sexuality uh, love uh, uh, and emotions are big parts of of, of sexuality mm. uh, it's all connected so so you know how how can sexuality not not be changing with your emotional development development mm. yeah so so that's how I'm thinking now but, but maybe you'll think differently <laughs> yeah, exactly so 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 it was different then mm. before I thought like oh yeah I knew I was gay the whole time mm. and then of course I had my mom coming like maybe you just need to find the right man <laughs> yeah I'm curious about that because I mean for a lot of people admitting that that they're gay or or, or bisexual or whatever whatever preferences they have is often a big thing and it, it kind of really gets deep on them and sits on their soul and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and uh, and and actually can kind of destroy them from the inside. Mm-hmm. I, how was that in your case? Uh, I t- for me it was it was always a question of fun, but maybe it's because my my biggest influencer in in uh, in uh, setting my gay personality free was a very like a happy, easygoing guy, and uh, that's why I always had it connected with something very happy and easygoing, and I never had. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. I never had um uh gay orientation connected to anything negative. So negative. when you told have, have a sip of water before yeah, now Lucy is looks like she just uh, has been smoking a pack a day for the last twenty years, but she hasn't. But her throat she, you would never be a professional singer, Lucy, right? Yeah, and I've just realized that today yeah. is the day of me realizing that's never going to work. Oh, but uh, so when you go to your, you, you want some more water? I think it's too much dog hair flying in the, in the background. No, there's no fucking dog hair here. <coughs> okay, so we're back. We just um, um, uh, sanitized the room, so eliminated those dark hairs. So, Lucy, when you were telling your sisters, uh, your parents that 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 you were gonna that you had a relationship with a woman, there was no pressure. You didn't feel any no no n- any fear or any rejection. I think I think uh, because she she was and she is such an amazing woman. I felt very conf- this is something I wanted to share with people that I love. So it's more than uh, than coming out with my with my orientation. I wanted to share I am with Marta. Mm. So so I think because it was it was presented with such love mm. that's why it was received with with love. Mm. Uh I can't it's probably not everyone's case but uh, this is an example of if we if uh, Everybody is a mirror of emotion that we that we send to them. So if if I say something to someone, if I deliver without fear and with just pure feeling of love, then then the the, the reaction in this case was beautiful. Mm, that's great. Okay. But how I'm I'm curious about this, like um, 
How how is that? Like, so you live together for eight years, and and we, in 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 we lived uh, together for eight years, but that was with me constantly going to Spain, to Mallorca, to, and different places for, for right? the seasons. Yeah. Yes, because uh, we uh, believed then that. Um, uh, if you know, if the the perfect relationship is to give the other person freedom, and for me the freedom was that I could I could have both of my communities at the same time, mm. and uh, and yes, I I didn't feel any need to actually have more more lovers in 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 my life, and and it's just that that's that's how it felt to me that it is correct at that moment. But so. talking about that, more lovers in in life because um, it, it is often in male relationships or let's say in in gay male relationships, mm-hmm. um, there is often either an agreed freedom on having more lovers, or yes. it just happens and. And I, I, I actually, I remember, I hope I don't piss anyone off now, or actually, if I do, I don't care. But uh, <laughs> um, I remember I spoke to a, a guy at my gym, gay guy, and he had been in a long-term relationship, and they, they had multiple other partners, both mm-hmm, of them. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, so why do you think this is? like?" And he said, well, because it's two men. There is no stopper. There is nothing that stops it from happening. If it's a man and a woman, then the woman will usually say, no, no, I want to get to know you, blah, blah, blah. But if it's two guys... There's no one yes. saying no. <laughs> and and I, I'm just curious it's like if when it's... when you put two forces together. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm just curious if, if, um, if, uh, if this is... I mean, it is... Because I know that, I, I know that you have a lot of gay male well, friends and then, you know, you had this yes. relationship. That, is that, it very different? There's a, there's a good uh, inside, uh, uh, gay inside joke about lesbians is that uh, when two lesbians have a successful first date, they're already picking a name for the cat. Mm-hmm. Because they're basically ready to move in together. <laughs> Making a name for so, the cat. <laughs> so, so that's that's what you get in a heterosexual relationship. The female uh, tendency is always to to settle down. To you know the the the, the fact that the that the guy wants to settle. It's mm-hmm. it's the uh, it's the proof that she's the one. And male tendency is always. Uh, quite physical because uh, you know you guys you can't help you can't help yourselves but uh, you know that it's physical you have it in you and you need to uh, listen to your body mm. so when you connect the two uh, female factors mm. you're gonna get the you know fast settling and, and a cat <laughs> and the cat <laughs> and uh, if you get the two male factors together then uh, you know you just get a lot of bugging mm. but uh but how talking about um, lesbian relationships? So, because in 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 male gay relationships, you often have these roles. You have this top and bottom, and you have you know one maybe a little bit more feminine, and the other one more masculine. Is there was there something like that in your case? Uh, uh, well, Marta was yes uh, more masculine than me, but I don't think we had different roles in the in the, in the, in our household. Mm. But obviously, that could be different in in. Uh, it's almost like uh, in any other sexual, uh, you know, relationship. Uh, some people enjoy roles, mm. even in BDSM. Mm. Uh, some people like to have certain roles, 
and some people just just are themselves and not giving any names so i think that would be also in the gay and gay energy you see very often two uh, gay boys together they are both very girly and very feminine because they like uh, similar things because mm. they have the same interests and because they act the same way if you go to a gay club in Gran Canaria, it's going to be f- full of hairy bearded uh, bears and <laughs> dressed in leather. Mm. And you wouldn't see the female factor in there at all. No, so, so no. you know, it's, it's, people, um, it's people just grouping more into, into what, what's, what, what they have in common. So mm. you'd have similar people together. Mm. But... Uh, I just want to... Oh, sorry. I wanted to say in this part, uh, because uh, I hear so often sad stories with uh, young uh, kids I- identifying themselves in, in their sexuality, especially nowadays with the internet, there's, there are so many more options. Uh, I, I, am, I am transsexual, I am this, I am mm. that, which is good for people to... to you know, to to see that it's okay, it's normal, but at, at the same time, it puts pressure on on young kids to to you know to to uh, once they identify themselves in something, uh, they don't have the the kind of uh, uh, feeling that that uh, it's okay. It's gonna change. It's gonna evolve. It, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna have its own life. It's gonna go with you in different ways and. Uh, and they act on the exact moment how they feel about it right now. And there are so many suicides on, on, on you know, the, the not knowing that, that this is who you are now, but mm. maybe it you're going gonna, gonna to be someone else uh, later. And it's mm. okay. It's going to, you know, mm. exactly. You don't need to make a statement. Okay, mm. now I'm this. And I'm staying And it's like going to stay you know? with me for the, for the rest of my life. So... Mm. If I can get some kind of message out there, it's just like, don't worry, people. Mm. It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna it's gonna grow with you, mm. and you never know. This, uh, but then you you leave this relationship and you leave it for a man, right? Yes, this, uh, this was my season in Mykonos. Mm. And, uh, what were you doing in Mykonos? Uh, go-go dancing again. Yeah, okay. I wasn't just a go-go dancer my entire life, you know, but, but I, I was many other things. Uh, mm. We will probably go back to my pr- professional journey. Mm. Uh, but this one, this gig was go-go dancing on a, on a very beautiful, luxurious club mm. on the beach uh, in Mykonos. And uh, this guy was uh, the, 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 the owner of the event, German guy, very, very powerful, dominant German guy. He was my boss. And, uh, and uh, yes, at that time I thought that I, I've, or I did, I cra- crazily fell in love in, in, with him and with his power. And uh, when I uh, came back to Brighton, uh, I couldn't I couldn't do things the same way as I did before, and uh, it was very hard because I still loved my mm. girlfriend, but in a completely different uh, energy, and and uh, I couldn't change it. I couldn't do anything about it, and uh, that was a very very hard and sad time in my life. Mm. 
And uh, yes, uh, finally, when I when I finished uh, my relationship with with my girlfriend, <laughs> I found out that that the, the romantic uh, ending is not is not going on <laughs> it's with okay. the guy. Yes, yes. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It's it's basically what happens uh, with with a with a dominant, uh, powerful man that has. Uh, Lots of money and many girls he can play with. Mm. Uh, so obviously he he dropped me like a toy. Uh, but that was that. I don't think um, there was a way back for me to go back into my my emotional and sexual setup that I had before. Why? Because you, you, the door was closed, <laughs> or because you just you felt changed? I think because another door opened, yeah. and uh, yes, and uh, this this was the first person to introduce a little bit of B- BDSM play to my life, and mm. uh, that's again something that that I didn't expect at all, and and I I, I just got really excited by by a new thing in my life. So again, this is the, the 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 example of the flow and journey that I'm talking about. That we never know what else opens, mm, mm. and um, and uh, you know everything that we say uh, years back it usually proves us completely wrong mm. <laughs> in the in the in in the following years. So. Yeah, we're not really good at guessing our future. Yes, the older I get, the more I'm discovering mm. that, and. Mm. Uh, even though we were so proud uh, with Marta on the saying, like the more freedom you give to your partner, the 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 more the the love is stronger, and let the bird fly out of the the, the cage, the, the cage, and all that. And in the end, that that's the what the cat caught the bird. That's what that's what broke us. Mm. And also, I was like, so many men told me, like, oh wait, when you you know discover the the or, or what was it? What is the when you? find this really annoying guy in the club and he goes like oh you're a lesbian only because you haven't tried the the a magic real man, the yeah. real man and the real power of it and and there's now like, oh, here we go another one again so i was kind of a little bit pissed off with uh okay now i proved all these guys right <laughs> <laughs> so no, you went after the stereotype <laughs> so yeah so that that wasn't very nice mm. and uh yeah, that 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 was that was a uh, that was a long trauma. With the, uh, it took me a long time to kind of like um, get over this, um, mm. you know, the feeling of 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 uh, you know guilt for breaking something that was good and uh, uh, refusal uh, from from some someone that I was in love with at that time, and and uh, I think that affected uh, my my. Uh, relation relation to men up to now that i think it's some kind of pattern that i'm trying to break still it's something that that is difficult to to overcome mm. but during during sorry <laughs> during your relationship with marta you that's when you you get diagnosed with a cancer or a risk of cancer let's say right yes that was uh that was uh at the beginning of our relationship mm. and and um uh i uh um um, I found a, or there was a, there was a cyst detected, mm. and it was now okay. This is just like a three-day uh, surgery. You're just gonna be, you know, one week uh, out from work, and you're gonna fly to Czech Republic, have it done, fly back, and and uh, when <coughs> when they were going to take the cyst out, 
they were like, okay, this is uh, this is looks like something much more serious, and uh, mm. you're gonna stay with us for much longer, and uh, we're gonna do lots of tests. And I was in such a like a, you know, I'm, I'm a Taurus, so I was very stubborn, saying like, I'm not staying here, and I'm not having and this, and I was mm. very like, uh, what do you mean? Nothing mm. like this is happening, and uh, I was in a very denial mode, and then. Um, then it was like more bad news and more bad news, and uh, it was interesting for me to, the, the the change of dynamics completely it was from this like I've got to be back at work on Friday. Mm. <laughs> I'm not staying in here. Suddenly it was like, oh okay, okay. This could kill me. Okay, okay. So so never mm. mind work. Never mind going back to England. And suddenly like the 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 values are completely changing Re- step yeah, by re-arranged. step and it's not important to go back to England and and um yeah so that was a tough time because um and uh, it was about one month of testing because they they still couldn't find what how big the danger is or or what 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 is the and where was this where was the on my ovaries uh-huh and uh and uh, finally the, the 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 all the testing uh, was over and uh they said okay so either we take uh, most of your <laughs> female <laughs> internal organs out and you be, you will be completely out of out of risk of cancer mm. because there are, there are some things that uh, seem to be okay but some things that seem to be really dangerous mm. and we don't know which way it's going to go mm. in the future so if you want to avoid this risk uh, then you need to go really drastic or we're going to do something alternative but uh, you know you're going to mm. be That's in risk. danger mm. and that was not the same in one second my answer was like take it all out I don't want any of this danger and uh, how old are you there i think i was 25 24 or 25 mm. 24 i think i was and um yeah and um uh, i i haven't regretted that decision for one second in my life mm. it has shaped me in many ways because there there's there's loads of responsibility that that uh, i didn't have to worry about Mm. Like what? And it gave me lots of freedom. Like uh, I need to find a correct partner uh, as father of my children. I need to find a place to settle. I need to find a country to settle in. Mm. Uh, basically, all of the grown-up responsibilities uh, kind of, uh, uh, you know, I, I kind of got rid of them by not not having the responsibility of creating. Uh, a nest and but, background and did, did for a th- child. Did you think about it like this back then? Straight away from the first uh-huh. moment, I was like, "I've got two sisters. Sorry, girls, you're gonna have to do the keep on the <laughs> DNA." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, and I it, it was it was actually and still through all my life it was a relief not to have that kind of responsibility. But when you call it the responsibility, that that's. Um I mean, you don't make it sound like a choice. You make it sound like an expectation then, or, or, or what, what? I think every female has been in this situation, every single female I can talk for, uh, mm. where, where either by, by relatives mm. uh, or by, by in a, everybody around, it's, society. It is, society, it's expected uh, from, from females to 
to want to have a child, not just to have a child, but to want to have a child. Mm. It's like, okay, you don't want to have a child, and either there's something wrong with you or uh, or you will definitely change your mind later. And that, that also, I think, gives pressure onto women because if someone tells you, I know you don't want to have a child, but you will definitely want one later. So that is kind of a uh, like a stressful information for someone to mm-hmm. to to so so be ready that you will be, uh, you know, it's a uh, you. Uh, for example, be. I know you feel independent now. I'm talking for women that can have children. I'm talking about the sense of responsibility. Mm. So someone tells you, okay, uh, you you feel like you don't want to have children now, but uh, you will definitely come to a stage where you will want children. So you better start looking for a, for a good father now, just mm. in case you will want children later. Mm. So it's kind of like. People are telling people are telling you uh, yes, uh, mm. you think something, but do something different because you will think differently later. Mm. That's so a really yeah. interesting. It's uh, yeah, it's a very and interesting every way single to say woman it. has to has to go through this. Mm. Even, even my twin sister, uh, she's so so happy uh, uh, now at this late age, uh, expecting a child but uh, she was under such pressure from from like okay you must decide now it's it's your last chance and mm. and uh, and uh, you know it's wrong if you don't want to have or if you accept it you're not going to have a child and it's 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 loads of and she turned to me many times that I've, i i've uh, i feel envious of you not envious but but i think you've got it good mm. that you don't need to deal with this yeah, because it's impossible, physically impossible for you to have kids. <laughs> yes. But you never, I mean, it was never in your relationship like with Marta to no, a, an no. idea to adopt or anything like no, this. No, no, she was, she was, the, uh, I don't, I, I can't speak for other, obviously every single lesbian uh, couple is different. Mm. But this, this, this kind of uh, vibe that we had, that was never, that it was never an option. Like mm. none of none of us had a driving license for God's sake. No. <laughs> but how? But how? Um, um, because talking about this expectation, I mean, as we t- started out here in the in the beginning, we were talking about your parents and how they knew each other mm-hmm. very little. And uh, have some water, Lucy. Your voice is going. So we were talking about that. You know, like there's this there's this plan that is laid out for people. You know, you're supposed to um, live in a certain way reproduce and then I probably gain some weight and uh, be on the couch you know like it's it's a path but actually looking at it from the outside I mean I don't have kids and I'm I, I, I'm very doubtful that I will have um, so you understand the kind of uh, understanding that that we had uh, with with my ex-girlfriend and yeah I, and I mean and I, I and if I look at this um, um, this kind of plant uh, path then yeah the people who are on that path are not i mean i'm not saying they're all unhappy but there's a lot of unhappy people there and there is a lot of people there who tell me you know when i travel somewhere oh you're really i'm jealous you know or i go to a concert whenever i want to go to a concert and i and i i somehow feel that you know um, in certain places and this alternative path is less accepted than elsewhere and i'm curious about because brighton was a very kind of open-minded tolerant mm-hmm, place mm-hmm. but you still felt like 
even if you had left the Czech Republic, you still felt this expectation until the moment that you couldn't, right? Uh, I, I don't, I don't think I was too young. I think to feel that kind of because you only, uh, as a woman, you only get that pressure when you get older, mm. because that's when everyone they had, goes. They hadn't started working on you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But also, like, you don't get the the typical like, oh yeah, you it's it's time, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time for you to to start thinking about it. Mm. So I didn't come to that was really like good timing for me because I, I didn't come to that age yet. Yeah, you weren't <laughs> ripe. You yes. weren't ripe enough for. But I have many friends in Brighton. <laughs> I have many friends in in Brighton uh, as lesbian couples that, uh, for example, found the donor on the internet and mm. and uh, they invited uh, the guy to to their household and and did like a candle party, yeah. having having candles everywhere, and and uh, suddenly one uh, one of the girls uh, got the syringe out. <laughs> <laughs> what a <laughs> way to like, party! It's like we had we conceived our child in a very romantic way. Yeah. <laughs> so That's great. There are many alternative people yeah. in Brighton. But how how so so you kind of go back to the guys after this? I mean, you meet this German guy yes. in Mykonos that didn't work out, but you kind of go back to the yes. guys. I think it's almost uh, because uh, obviously this question comes often to me. Uh, mm. uh, how comes you you liked girls and now you like men? So uh, I think it's almost like uh, being a Taurus uh, is some stubbornness in me. It's like, okay, I'm gonna conquer this <laughs> mm. <laughs> because because this this guy gave me such a hard time and I left my girlfriend for him. So it's almost like I want to experience one fully working heterosexual relationship obviously i'm also very sexually attracted to men mm. but it's 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 something that i almost need to tick tick off my list yes mm. uh so the bucket list yes i need to tick that off my bucket list and did you and and and, and you had a long term have you you've had some long term relationship with guys right no i've i've never no, had a long term relationship uh-huh. with men so uh otherwise that wouldn't what's be the longest one you've had uh, uh, I think about eight months. Okay. I had a I had a, a British British boyfriend in mm. uh, Mallorca. Uh, yeah, and that that was that was probably the long that was probably the longest. I've never mm. had a boyfriend in Czech Republic before I uh, went to Brighton. Mm. And uh, yes, it's I, I don't really have a as as a teenager I've I've never had a big history with men, which at certain point of my life I translated as as my as my gayness. Yeah, sign of your yes, gayness. I early was like, signs. you see, this is why I never had mm. any boyfriends mm. in, in Czech Republic. But looking back at it now, that that wasn't the that wasn't the case. But uh, I'm I'm curious. I mean, obviously, comparing an eight-year relationship with an eight-month relationship is difficult because it's a t- completely different thing. But um, are you? Did you? If if or can you? Say if there is a difference. Is there a is there a different dynamic being in a relationship with a guy and with a girl? Uh, definitely, because I think girls can, can they don't have this kind of constant struggle. Uh, it's not a struggle, but the the the, the difference, the the female factor and male factor, as we spoke about the 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 female wanting 
the 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 nest the, the nesting settling things and the the male bringing in the 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 kind of male energy so it's almost like a, the happy ever after household of of two girls mm. and uh, so there's there's definitely more but then I've, i you know it's it's i can't say that in general because there are many crazy lesbians and many crazy you know that Hetero I, couples it's it's, and, uh, it's 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 our personalities so that's so yeah many but for you talking about it from your experience i mean did i i don't know i mean like was it well it in my in my uh, i can't compare because in my experience the the heterosexual relationship didn't have the factor of love mm-hmm. i i i i didn't i wasn't in love with the guy uh-huh. and uh uh, I, I wasn't even very attracted to him, but we just had a yeah, we just had a nice summer <laughs> relationship, uh-huh. and we lived together at that time. And with with my with, with in my lesbian relationship, uh, there was a strong factor of love. So, mm. so I think this is uh, so. I'm but uh, but uh, if we take it down, if we take it down from an emotional level into like mm-hmm. I don't know household everyday mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Do you did you fight more with the guy than the girl? You know, or is there some clashes that you saw in a male female relationship that weren't there in a in a female female? Or I the think other this way? is this is very much the same in gay or or heterosexual because it depends on it depends the personality on the personalities. Mm. Yes, it depends on personalities. I had many households sharing with my gay friends. I mean, of those, I have many experiences, many different. <laughs> gay flatmates and mm. there there were many uh like a typical household outbursts that you could say so so uh, you know it doesn't even need to be a, a relationship relationship no, to no, have yeah, this yeah, kind no, of no, factor obviously not. No, no and i mean uh, yeah the, yeah the point was more if they you know i i don't know was your was marta more jealous than your boyfriends were or, or you know like <laughs> no no um, but again it, it depends on 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 the, this is definitely definitely not gender bound i think mm. But uh, now the go- the goal now <laughs> that I'm aiming for is basically to connect all. I'd like to connect the the the, the strong sexual attraction with the with the strong feeling of love, and and trust and uh, uh, and I don't actually mind if that's going to be in lesbian relationship or heterosexual relationship, but. Uh, Probably because I I haven't had that yet. Uh, it it it's more likely to be a heterosexual relationship mm-hmm. to tick it off my bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> so you're all, but you're open for both. Yes. You're open for either I'm either open way. Open all hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, then. You mentioned it. I mean, this sounds like a you know you worked as a go-go dancer. Um, you you were working on some yachts or something. I think as in the well. yachting industry. Uh, I uh, it's and I have <laughs> I I have a like an all life friend uh, and she she meets me. I don't know like once in the five years and randomly every single time she asks me what am I doing in that moment. Mm. It always ends up to be some really random job and she's like I tell all my friends about you. I'm going to meet my friend in Czech Rep- from Czech Republic and she's mm. probably gonna have something. Really Really, you know, and, and it's like, what are you doing now? It's like, I work in an ice bar. Oh. <laughs> and then last, oh, last time I met you, you were making statues out, out of wax on Brighton Pier. Mm. 
So you've done a little bit of everything, but nothing nothing ever became you or you never you know what i mean I've it never became your yes, identity yes this is interesting thing because uh that that seems to be a big uh, big thing in a society that uh people are identified by the work they do or by they by their job that they do and mm. that way i would have i i would have to be like 100 different people and personalities together because i always picked my 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 jobs always picked me mm-hmm. because because I always came across something, and my attitude of yeah why not, mm. uh, and and the, the the adrenaline of the it's again the the bus ride into mm. something mm. unknown and and uh, you know let's let's see where this job takes me because it always takes you to some completely different mm. you know pe- again people energies and and. Um, so thanks to that, I had so many different jobs, and uh, uh, each friend in my life, when they introduced me to to their friends, they always picked a different one out of my collection, and they mm. knew about all of them. But the one that always uh, appealed the most to them, this is who I was for them to introduce to their friends. Mm. So it was interesting to see. Okay, so this one loves the the waitress in the <laughs> you know, my friend, you, he, he loves telling people that I once worked in Brighton as a waitress in an Indian restaurant. And mm-hmm. I'm the one who worked in an Indian restaurant. And then one of my friends in uh, Brighton, he always introduces me, the go-go dancer from Ibiza. Mm-hmm. And that was like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm still the go-go dancer from Ibiza. And every time he, he <laughs> introduces me, and and these are, you know, and the the the... The next one goes like, oh yeah, she was with the film crew in 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 Mallorca, and and always I will be the one from the film crew in Mallorca. So, but so none of these identities somehow consume you, or you know, you don't feel bound by any of no, them. No, not at all. No, no. I don't know if this is a correct thing or incorrect. Thing I think I think I'm it's sure. very correct. I think it's very correct because yeah. uh, if you if you're bound by something, it means that you are gonna limit yourself. You're gonna miss mm. out on all mm. the other mm. doors that are possible. But um, I asked you once what what jobs were were the ones that were the 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 coolest one. Well, and and you told me it was the go-go yes, dancing. Yes, the go-go dancing. It definitely. Uh, this was uh, an era of my life that I shared a lot with my twin sister mm. because uh, actually with my first go-go dancing job in Mallorca, I was like, oh, I'm at this place, and I I you know I just party for money, and this is so mm. cool and. She's like, oh, I'm gonna come as well. So <laughs> this is this is actually where my sister rejoined me, mm. and the, most of our like uh, years uh, in all these like summer destinations. You were together. We shared this time mm. together. So this mm. is why it's always difficult to say like, oh, how comes you were living with your sister or not living with your sister, and how much you of your you know years of your life did you spend together or not together? It's really difficult to say. Because we would always rejoin for our travel seasons. Mm. And how? And, then, and why was this such a great job? Uh, Ibiza. That, that was the, the you know the 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 good years. Not like now, but this is the the mm. we are talking the two thousands. So mm. in the year two thousand, from two thousand to two thousand three, mm. it was all life and heaving in Ibiza. And it was very spectacular. Every uh, there were five main uh, massive clubs. I was a dancer for one of them for Amnesia, 
Mm. And we are talking clubs that take thousands and thousands of people inside. And of mm. all, because the, the entire island is all about the DJs and the party. And mm. to to lure the people in, uh, each club had a, had a, a makeup artist, a, a, you know, the, the wardrobe artist. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we as a go-go team got dressed every evening before the promotion walk into the port, into the historical port of, of Ibiza, all in the, you know, in the glitter and in the theme and we were all like walking so around. you were like superstars. Yes, yes. And the, the, the port in Ibiza is like one little bar next to each other mm-hmm. and they all wanted us to hang around yeah, uh, yeah. because it was all very spectacular and, and they all offered us like free shots. Mm. Now, so there was one shot in this bar, one shot in this bar, <laughs> one shot. So it's basically uh, getting drunk, looking very glamorous. Mm. I don't know how we did it them days because then at uh, one o'clock, it was the time to, to actually start working in the club because uh-huh. that was just the pre, pre, yeah, yeah, yeah. pre-dancing promotion. So a bus took us to the club. Uh, they were more like, like champagne and... and uh, and the drinks coming and and the, in this state we we would dance on a, on a massive stage on top in these amazing costumes uh, uh, um, until four o'clock in the morning I think mm. and uh, uh, actually my my sister I don't know if I can say this but she, uh, she once fell off the of the main stage because mm. she was quite acrobatic with her dancing and after all these shots shots she fell down. I think five meters into the crowd, mm. and she just like shook off and like that, and then walked <laughs> up and sta- and, and danced <laughs> again like nothing happened. Uh-huh. And, like these were crazy, uh, crazy years and amazing yeah. DJs like you know the big names, all the Carl Coxes and yeah. Danny Tenaglias, and uh, it was just big. We were invited to all the all the big VIP parties, it, and, and it was really crazy life. However, I must say about this this section of of my life that uh, prior to this uh, was uh, a night before the departure on the boat from Mallorca to Ibiza. Okay, so uh, we we had we were eating our pizza on the square together with Gabby, my sis- my twin sister, and it's like okay, so how much money do we? Because we knew we have our job in in Amnesia that was already given to us. Mm. Uh, we had to go to, to, to change the islands and it's like, okay, I've got 20 euros. <laughs> How much do you have? Mm. It's like, I've got 10 euros. And we were like, okay, that's fine. That's enough. And we literally like moved to a new island with, that. with, with 30 euros in between us. And we thought it was absolutely normal. <laughs> and uh, and uh, like this, this is like an amazing mi- mindset that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that I, I, I can't imagine having now. Mm. We got to the island and uh, the club uh, delayed the opening by two weeks and we had 20 euros between us. So uh, so that was crazy and uh, and uh, we had to like keep this glamorous look of, of these are the dancers yeah, from Amnesia. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to show that you're on top <laughs> of your game. And, and, and it's like, I was like, okay, we need to eat something. So we're going to buy a baguette and a tin of tomatoes and then... Uh, my sister refused to eat it anywhere, so somebody could see us. The dancers yeah. from Nisa eating a, you know, <laughs> a baguette. A baguette dipped in, in in tomato sauce. So we had to. We climbed all the way up to Ibiza Castle, into the historical castle, 
and hidden in the most hidden corner of Ibiza. <laughs> and it's like, are you sure no one can see us? <laughs> the silver wasn't shining anymore. Yes. Oh, yeah. And we were sleeping secretly in the, my, my friend Zev's, the, the, the one that turned me gay. Mm. Uh, we were sleeping secretly in his boyfriend's apartment. He always sneaked us in. And in the dark, and, uh-huh. and yeah, that was the wild. So this is how our wild uh, season in Ibiza started. So, and, but at the end of all these adventures, I mean, and, and, and this journey that was supposed to be one year when you left on the bus, that when you left Prague on, or Czech Republic on a bus, yes, that was yes, supposed yes. to be a year. Uh, it turned out to be 17 years. Yes, yes. Why did you come back to the Czech Republic and to Prague? Well, again, it was supposed to be uh, a year trial, <laughs> yeah. as it as it works in and my life. And this was eight years ago. Yes, that was eight years ago. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, uh, what the main thing is that Brighton is a city uh, that is forever young, and uh, mm. once you start getting older, it gets you can see that around you that is that that's the constant new energy of of the, the free universities in there and uh, it's always always so so it was like brighton is very hype and party then we were spending summers in islands that are all very hype and party mm. and uh, suddenly it's it's uh, i i heard someone talking about it it's like the uh the 40-year-old beach boy that is still trying to be cool mm. or, or like something. Me, yeah. <laughs> yes, but you see, you, you were sensible mm. like me and you moved to Prague mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where it doesn't... Because it, it, these kind of factors are much more visible in, in destinations like this, like Mallorcan Beach or, or, or you know, mm. Brighton. So you felt you were getting too old for this, yes, basically. Yes, And, uh, yeah, too old and... and yeah, it's we can't just party and uh, you know have bar- and eat eat baguettes with tomato sauce. <laughs> it got better afterwards. It didn't <laughs> did it stay like that for long. No, but uh, but and 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 how was it to uh, come back here then? And uh, I had friends moving back here prior to me that shared my life with me uh, on the road in uh, in Mallorca and in the UK, mm. and they moved to to Prague uh, first, and it, they were like. You know what? It's actually not that bad because mm. I still had uh, the the imagination that uh, people earn five thousand crowns a month here, or, or yeah, which know. is two hundred euros. Yeah, and um, oh. I just thought it was, it was impossible to to, uh, to to live here. Yeah, live or professionally exist, and mm. uh, uh, I real I realized uh, step by step in here that that's actually exactly what 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 the doctor prescribed, what I was looking for, because. Uh, I could uh, really reconnect. Uh, it feels, it still feels nice uh, now to reconnect to things that I enjoyed as a child mm. and uh, to see people in uh, actually having families and growing older. Mm. You don't get that that much in Brighton, mm. and um, uh, and I, I even eight years later, I'm discovering more and more things in here that that I just wouldn't find anywhere else, and. Mm. Uh, that's that's a really good feeling having that in my own country that I come from. When you when you come here, like so, I'm curious because, you know, you have lived abroad then for 17 years, and you have lived in very kind of tolerant, multicultural, open societies, and 
I mean, Prague is a very diverse city in itself, but still, compared to like Brighton and other other places that you've been to, it's not as diverse. And also, you come back not able to have children. You, mm-hmm. I mean, are you? Uh, did you feel like a misfit when you came back somehow with this? And when you started seeing guys, you know, like the, because here it's very much, you know, children, children, children. Mm-hmm, How's mm-hmm. this been? Uh, I I felt like misfit, uh, but not due to not being able to have children or 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 I don't know anything else. It mm. was more due uh, the 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 sense of humor and the the no kind shit, of like <laughs> 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 okay, and uh, you know I kind of like couldn't identify with anyone around me apart from my family mm. uh, and uh, my friends, obviously from from Brighton. And uh, but but generally, it was really uh, difficult, uh, like a per- not culture shock, but kind of like personalities of people around you shock. Mm. And uh, the, a great moment came when I met my uh, best friend uh, on Tinder, my best friend here, and he uh, kind of struggled with the same thing because he's he's literally just moved. Then this is like many years ago. Mm. He he moved here to be with his daughter and to be with the mom of his daughter, and uh, that's basically the, the sacrifice sort of from his side. Uh, but he was completely lost in translation here. But mm. for very similar reasons as me, because I kind of came from the British. He's British, and mm. and I came from British culture. And uh, we, we on our first in the date, we had such a good like a uh, uh, winch. And, and, and I don't even know what that means. <laughs> winch. <laughs> okay, how to explain what is winch? You had just had a good chemistry, humor wise. Humor wise, and we were like, oh, can you believe this? And look at these checks, what they do here, and it's kind of mm. like this understanding. So uh, no romance blossomed, but a, a friendship for many, many years later. Mm. And we kind of, I think we rescued each other at, at this stage because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I've got someone here that's mm. exactly like my friends back in England. Mm. Because even in Mallorca, uh, I, I was mainly with the expat community. Mm. And um, then uh, because he's quite uh, sociable, uh, he was made <laughs> sociable. <laughs> he, he pees in a box at home, and you know you can take him out without any risk. <laughs> What's that sociable? sociable. <laughs> no, sociable is when you talk to too many people. Yeah, and you're being very talkative. Yeah, that's, that's sociable. And uh, so, so obviously he's he's made much more connections, many more connections with the expat community here, which was very giving to me. Yeah, yeah you could kind of play on his network. My, yeah, yeah, that was my my door open mm. to, you know, to to what what I was missing from the UK. So now I'm I'm very lucky because I, I can have best of both worlds. Mm. But how is it towards your family? Because, I mean, you said obviously you kept in touch with them uh, and you could kind of... I don't know, you had the chemistry with them still when you came back. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, working with your sisters in, mm-hmm. the sum- sister in the summers, and then I know you visit your other sister in Brazil. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, your parents, you've always yes. ca- came here to visit, obviously. Yes, yes. I but, always made sure that, that that my parents stay in my life. Mm, but how, how, when you came back, did you step back into the shadow of your sister and into the same role in the family? 
No, because the, because obviously we didn't uh, we we didn't live in the same household. We have separate lifestyle. Actually, I did I did move in here with my sister, mm. uh, with my twin sister, and uh, that was yes, that was uh, um, a difficult one to not difficult one, but I suppose uh, it was difficult for me to 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 explain and also to understand. Uh, that it's not healthy for for uh, for two sisters, and then after with her boyfriend also to to live together mm. as grown ups because uh, yes it's it's family yes it's it's good financially yes mm -hmm. we can be support to each other yes we are used to traveling together and we have always been there for each other but but it's it's uh, somehow dysfunctional dysfunctional mm. in certain way. Uh, um, this is how I felt and I still feel, but uh, it was very difficult to explain that to my sister. Mm -hmm. I think because she always had the kind of like a overpowering in charge feel. She's very dominant. Mm. So uh, she was like, what would you be looking for? Because you have something here yeah, with that me. Is amazing. You and know. That what, 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 what are you missing? And, mm. and she almost took it as a critique of her. Mm. Uh, if 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 I'm complaining about about co-living, so so mm. that actually was until uh, I met uh, my the British friend Hugh, <laughs> that mm. he he uh, really really pushed me into a separation from from my twin sister, and I'm quite grateful for that because because obviously that's uh, I'm getting a bit more and more independent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what about your mom? Is she still a victim? Uh, my mom is uh, she uh, she was a victim when she still lived in Brno, separated mm. from us a bit more in the way demanding the 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 visits, saying I'm here on my own. Your father has different family. My father remarried, mm. uh, so come and see me. Come and visit me. Uh, it was uh, I don't know. We lived abroad, but uh, we always sort of like had to make sure that that our mom is somehow okay, not not forgotten because mm. she she you know she would say that I feel refused or I I feel forgotten. Uh, but amazing change ha had happened has happened <laughs> lately because my mom got an apartment in Prague close mm. to my twin sister. And uh, she really, she she just feels in the right place. Okay. And that way, she doesn't uh, she doesn't need the the at attention that much. And she just surprises me so much lately, and it's mm. unbelievable. She she goes. Uh, uh, I actually have a really funny <laughs> story for just from yesterday because I sent my mom a message by accident that I was sending to my friend, mm. and. Uh, She's like, oh, I hope you're not going out, drinking too many beers or something. She st still does the mum mum thing, and uh, I went to walk do dogs in Vitkov with my mm. friend Martin, and I said, are you are you there yet? Shall I? I'll, I'll meet you at the kiosk. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I send it to my mom, and it's like shit. I send it to my mom that I'm gonna meet him at the kiosk, and and she actually laughed at it, and she was she really made it into a joke rather than going than panicking, going like, oh my god, you're going to have a beer mm. during the week with your friends. So so she has more and more moments like this, which uh -huh. is amazing. Maybe she's growing up. She is. She mm. might be. There's never too late to start growing up and mm. enjoying life. Mm. I think. Um.
But uh, yeah, I think I, I'm curious because you know, since I got to know you, um, then I've I've always felt that you are somehow on a some sort of a soul searching, self reflection path in a way. Um. And yes, I'm. Uh, I uh, you met me at a time when I already. Uh, I think um, uh, it was di- difficult for me to. Probably because of of uh, constantly uh, living with my twin sister to create and, your own identity and and being the one that listens because mm-hmm. she's she's very protective of me so mm. she she was always the one that knows right mm. I'm the one that knows listen to me so I kind of got into the into the mode of like I'm not going to be f- thinking about anything because what do I know because she knows mm. better mm. and. Um, uh then uh, uh my 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 best friend here introduced me to Eckhart Tolle and to to books that uh, actually are guiding you a little bit how to recognize what's going on with you mm. and that's the first time that, that I was like oh my god this is making sense this mm. is you know this is why I'm feeling fr- and this is a uh, first time when I actually uh was Led how to self-analyze. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what what such thing as self-analyzing is, and um, I think that's the f- because I felt comfortable in that. That's what led me into uh, yoga or my my then uh, lover mm-hmm. uh, that I met. Uh, he introduced me to yoga, and I wanted to impress him, so I wanted to be really. <laughs> I want to be really cool. That was. Yeah, really I remember. Fun. I saw you. I saw you <laughs> going to that yoga studio at like six in the morning, and I thought, what the "Fuck, you must really like this guy." <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, I remember uh, that when I because uh, he's got like this this hut by the lake, and and uh, and uh, when we first met, or we also got together on Tinder, but uh, when we first kind of like had a had our. Uh, real weekend date uh, at the lake we, uh, on the boat. It was all very nice and, of course, lots of drinking. And uh, he was like, oh, tomorrow we're all going to wake up and do yoga on the on the, on the, uh, on the pier yeah. right by the hut. And it's all very like, uh, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah. And, and it's like, and everyone was, of course, yes, I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to do yoga because everyone wanted to look like, oh, I'm the one who does yoga in the morning. And I'm like... Hmm, I've never done it, but but uh, I really want to also do yoga in the morning. And I was so hangover; it was horrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, yeah. and I had no idea what I was doing, and I, I thought I'm going to throw up any second. <laughs> and the 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 pier was on the water, so it kept yeah, on wobbling. It, wasn't even. it kept on wobbling, <laughs> and it was my worst experience ever. But you kept that was on. My I mean, first yoga class. Yes. But you didn't give up. I mean, you went to. I yes. know you went to India. Yes, I uh, basically I really wanted to to share this yoga uh, for 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 this this lover, mm. and uh, and it seemed to somehow connect with what I was reading in in the in the at the time yeah in the self-helping books so mm. it suddenly started making sense together and uh, then then uh, uh, we split up with this lover and uh, through the through the dramatic time that I've all through the kind of like low low point time that everyone goes after uh, splitting up some kind of relationship I was like but I don't want to 
get rid of yoga because it's it's making me feel good and and I really need to find some kind of power in me to even when this relationship finished to continue to continue with this because this is what I like doing and mm. suddenly it was the first uh, kind of uh, identifying uh, or after a long time identifying okay I really like doing this so I'm going to do that because I never used to to do this to identify i never used to un- identify what i re- what is what i mm. really want i always mm. took whatever came my way and or was, what your sister thought was good for you maybe yes mm. what my sister thought but also with this uh like having so many different jobs mm. i always took the right of whatever came i mm. was like okay let's try this like, yeah, you never went yeah, after anything I, I call it hitchhiking through life mm-hmm. <laughs> philosophy because you go, okay, I'm going to take this ride wherever it takes me. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time when I actually said, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I identified it. And, uh, and, uh, and that brought you to India. Yeah, that brought me to India. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, I was like, okay, so how do I do this properly? I need to really go intensive. So you went to the fountain. Yes, India. I went to the fountain. <laughs> I, I uh, obviously I watched too many, uh, uh, too many times the Eat, Pray, Love movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and after, I think everybody after watching certain amount of Eat, Pray, Love, they just must go to yoga. To, uh-huh. to yoga I've to never India. seen it, so uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you must go to India. But or maybe you shouldn't because you end up uh, in India. But you ended up. I mean, you ended up with. Uh, I mean, th- this is some two years ago that that, that yes. two, two and a half years ago. Uh, and you end up now. You're a yoga teacher. Yes, this is a big. Uh, this is a big thing uh, in uh, um, my life, or mm. not big thing, but uh, this is one of the big uh, factors that are kind of changing my outlook on 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 how to think and on on how things are going. In, in in my life because I went to yoga teacher training only because of its uh, intensity and because that was a uh, because I was traveling on my own mm. and uh, I thought okay I need to meet some people in a safe space so the only way how to do this is to become a part of some kind of training camp but uh, I wasn't really good at yoga. Oh, at that time, I thought I'm not good at yoga. That was my mindset. No, but you jumped in on the deep end, really yes, on the yes. deep end. And at the reception, I was like, hello, I'm here for the yoga teacher training, but I'm not going to be a yoga teacher because I'm not very good at yoga. And mm. that was my first statement. And they were like, like what's wrong what? with you? Uh, because I wanted to kind of like make sure like... like uh, you Lower know, the I'm not I'm, because yeah. I thought I thought that people that go to these places are just like amazing and yoga and uh, this is why they are getting the the, the certificate. Mm. And I wanted to stay there only for two weeks and and then carry on traveling and not even finish the the the, the thing because I was like, what am I going to be finishing for? Because uh, I'm never I'm never going to be good enough to be yoga teacher. Mm. And only like uh, one week in. In, in the course, sharing the fi- philosophy with people, uh, people going like, you know, there's no perfect way how to do this asana or no perfect, everyone does their own thing. Mm. And every single way is correct. I mean, you should know the technical parts, you should know, you know, what what, what, what mainly the meaning behind it. I think that's even better than the physical cor- correctness is to mm. know the meaning behind each, each thing that you do in yoga. And... Uh, 
I found out that just by 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 really uh, understanding it and having good time and and being on the same le- mindset and level with with all the people around me, I, I, I thought I'm exactly the same as everyone else. And mm. and why shouldn't I be a yoga teacher? Mm. It's fine. Obviously, like it was nerve wracking because we had to deliver a lesson and. And I was like, I really didn't think I can do any. I can do good. And mm. and uh, are you falling asleep? Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just uh, doing an asana here. I'm just uh, I'm in a downward facing dog. No, no. But I'm just curious because I, now when I was listening to you, I'm just curious because if you would not have gone all the way to India to do this and you had this mindset, because I think. Yeah, you, you, you say that uh, I'm not good enough for this. I'm not going to be able to do this. So if you would have joined the jo- yoga course here in Prague, you probably might have left after a day or two. But you had made it all the way to fucking India. Yeah, So yeah. And it was no way back. So and you also kind of had I was to ride on, it out. Yeah, also I was on my own. And, and it's mm. it's all very like I made this decision on my own. And, mm. and uh, uh, it, it's just... Uh, and oh, you, know when you, you know when something happens once mm. and you it kind of gives you a you know a signal okay so this is how it works and because it happened that something that i never thought uh, that uh, that i could do uh i, sh- I uh, showed me that i completely misjudged myself mm. and then when when i listened to what i was saying at the beginning of the course i was like what, what was i fuck? thinking yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and now i know why why people looked at me like like what is she on about? Mm. And uh, because of this experience, now uh, every time, some even with this podcast, I was like, okay, I have like a really bad voice, <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, <clears throat> and there isn't there isn't anything in my life that would be interesting enough for people to listen to. Uh, that was the first reaction, but then. This moment in in India uh, straight away swung me over to like, mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. And then I imagined it like, what could I be talking about? And then mm-hmm. I kind of saw the points that could be maybe inspiring to someone. And then it's like, can you imagine yourself? How are you going to be feeling after you've done the podcast? You're going to be like, nice one. Yeah. <laughs> Next one of the yeah, list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and by, by deciding, uh, I'm not good enough for a podcast or th- this is not a thing that I do. I'm completely robbing myself of the pleasure of the of the pleasure, yes. Yeah, and and also the achievement because I mean everything we do whatever it is then it is there. It, it we, leave, we leave something Mm-mm. behind whether it's a memory or a tangible thing. But I I'm curious because I know we're we're about to end this but uh, I just wanted to just when it got all exciting. Yeah, about the yoga. <laughs> I'm just breathing through my fifth chakra here now, and and um, no, I'm I'm. So I know that you you're organizing this, or you're you're starting or working on organizing these yoga retreats as soon as the COVID thing ends mm-hmm, and people mm-hmm. can start traveling like humans again and 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 spend time together and mm-hmm. not. This is another thing that I would never believe before that mm. that uh, that I could because I it's always. I'm not the person that does yoga retreats. What what bullshit? Mm. <laughs> because because uh, I'm actually really really excited about uh, my first retreat that will. So be. you're gonna have like ten, twelve people. Uh, yeah, there's t- ten people already booked, and uh, it's in this amazing location. I uh, I thought, well, uh, why not having the first uh, uh, 
edition completely like let's start from the high top <laughs> so like i rented this really deluxe uh uh, cottage and mm. I, I think uh, uh, I'm just gonna have to go like <laughs> be down it from there it'll be baguettes really with, it'll be a baguette with tomato sauce from then on well it is all all inclusive so you can yeah. count on the baguettes with the tomato <laughs> sauce but uh, it's gonna be like really difficult to top this location so I don't know if I didn't kind of like took it from, from the rock end <laughs> oh, but you will find out but, but if people yes. want to know more about this if or if they would like to join a later, later one where, where should they follow you and uh, there will be uh my retreat uh page on instagram so mm. but what uh, is your you current uh, do you want people to follow your instagram <laughs> yes or no i don't have one. <laughs> oh, you you stopped it well no my personal one yeah okay okay so you because can then like, people you will pr- promote it there anyway also okay and that's okay. an active page right okay or maybe I'll just go home now and do my <laughs> <laughs> create create a page. Why not? I can do anything. Woo woo. <laughs> now what what's your Instagram? Okay, so my Instagram is Miss Minis Glitter Hills. Miss Minis Glitter Hills. Yes, and uh, I don't know if if there will be some kind of link to it mm. or not. Yeah, I will put links to anything. That, when, when because if I make Almar to spell it now, I don't think it's gonna do a good job of it. No, you will find the link in 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 the in the episode description. Okay, and uh, and connected to that very soon, I think you'll find uh, my retreat. Uh, mm. Okay. Instagram. That's great. Um, yeah, interesting, Lucy. I mean, there, there were when we were talking about doing this um, episode, I, I, I share your. I, I saw it the same way as you were saying. I, I felt that you were a little bit skeptic about doing it, and mm-hmm. you didn't understand why. But the stuff that I knew about the, about your family, your relationship with your mom, your sister, and uh, obviously your medical issue, and the, and the fact that you lived with a woman for ages and went back to the man, and all, mm-hmm, all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it's interesting, and I'm, 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 I, I'm. I learned something new here today, and I, I know that the people listening, they <laughs> learned something new as well. <laughs> well, I think everyone's story is, uh, this is a, this is also a good lesson mm. to, to, to people that are listening outside, that uh, we all have some kind of story. And even uh, Almar being my uh, friend for many years, uh, mm. he, he heard things that he probably never thought or, or knew mm. before. So uh, let's not judge each other by the first impression and by what we think about No, people. and I think what you were saying earlier when, when, when about discovering your sexuality and stuff like this, I think it's you made a really good point there that, uh, you know, there is no guarantee that what we are and what we believe in and what we think mm-hmm. today is mm-hmm. going to be the same after a year or two or mm-hmm. three. I mean, if you think mm-hmm. just this fucking COVID hysteria, if we could... No one would have imagined this, that we would have grown-up people sitting alone in their car driving <laughs> with a mask in 2021, you know? It's, it's crazy. Anyway, um, guys, follow the, the show, um, subscribe to it, review it, um, go to the Facebook page, uh, The Bunker, How the Hell Did We End Up Here, and and, um, and like it so you never miss an episode announcement. Um you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. That's the Midlife Crisis Warrior. And then the show has a page on Instagram also called The Bunker Prague. Uh, thanks to the sponsors, Alfred Jobs, Alfred.cz and The Oat Bar Prague. Um, I think, Lucy, um, this was a good one. You 
your throat is not necessarily made for a two hours <laughs> podcast so but um, next time we'll make it uh, we'll make it shorter next time thanks for coming <laughs>